This is Culture Uncut. I am your host, Jason Spears. Sorry it's been a minute, guys. Went through some stuff personally and just a tough time in my life, but I am back ready to rock and roll with the Colts and the Colts news this week has been great. We're going to get into all that in this episode. Uh, it's good to be back. One thing I will say is I'm not positive where this is going to be posted, whether that's going to be on the For the Culture, Culture Uncut site, or if I'm going to have to go outside of that and post it somewhere else because I've been unable to talk to Luke. So I don't know what's going on with that. But either way, I wanted to put this out before the news became old. So this is kind of going to be a this is going to be a retrospective of what's going on so far with everything with Carson Wentz from the beginning and just kind of where we're at now with the free agency, the trades, the in-house guys that we've re-signed. Uh, a lot of things have been going on and a lot of positive things have been going on. And believe me, and I know you guys know this, we needed some positive things to happen, but. First and foremost, I just want to talk about the guys that we did bring back. And those guys are as follows. Linebacker Zaire Franklin, Sam Linebacker, special teams captain, a big part of what the Colts are about, the culture in the locker room. We got him back on a three-year, $12 million deal. I think this is a huge deal for him. I watched him a lot at Syracuse. Nobody works harder than this guy, and he's a great leader. And it'll be back to ha it'll be great to have him back in the locker room for the next three years. Uh, then you look at a guy like Tyquan Lewis, who is returning on a one-year, three million dollar contract, and he can play both defensive end and slide inside and play that three tech. Um, really coming into his own last year before hurting himself, uh, having that significant injury in the second Tennessee game on inter on that interception, which really changed the game. Uh, but really good, glad to have him back. It's kind of a prove-it contract, not too much money. I think he's going to play well in this scheme, so I'm excited to see him back. And then, you know, the last uh, couple guys, you got a guy like Matt Pryor, who we traded for from the from the Eagles for a six-round pick, one of Chris Ballard's more underrated moves. I think this guy has a, a chance to start at left tackle. When he played out there last year, he did not do a bad job. He was certainly better than the alternative that we had out there, whether that was Julian Davenport or Eric Fisher, I thought. I thought he outplayed both of them. So, And I saw an interview today with Chris Ballard saying that, that Pryor's going to have the number one you know, shot to win that job, and I think that's, that's fair. He's a young guy, very physical guy, uh, fits our offensive line well, uh, has that, that kind of dog mentality, that mean streak, and I really like him a lot. He can move around the line if need be. Say, you know, if we go out and sign a Dwayne Brown, which I don't think is likely but possible, uh, you know, you can move him around and it gives you depth if you are to suffer any injuries. So I like that signing as well. And then finally, Mo Cox. Um, he comes back on a three-year, $17.5 million deal. Really like that deal for him. Obviously, with Jack Doyle retiring, we needed some stability in the tight end room. And I think, you know, having him and Granson in there, I think Granson's going to take another step this year. But you know what you're getting with Big Mo. You know you're getting a guy that's a really good blocker, somebody that, you know, can catch the ball, make plays. And I think he's only going to get better. He's still relatively young. And so I like what they've done with, with the homegrown guys. If you play well, this team will pay you. And I think that, that a lot of guys will be attracted to that um, coming here. 
you know, just knowing that if you play well, you're, you're going to get paid. So, um, and with that, you know, I, I just, as an overall view of, of the early moves, I like what they've done. They've shored up depth at linebacker and special teams, uh, also D line, and then they've got their possible left tackle. Uh, that remains to be seen, but again, Chris Boward on the Pat McAfee show said that that Pryor will absolutely get the number one chance. He'll, he will be first in line to get that left tackle job. So I'm thinking that means we sign a lesser left tackle, um, you know, and maybe go from there and let him battle it out, or maybe we draft a guy. Who knows? But and then obviously, you know, Mo Ali, we've seen what he's meant to the team. Uh, he really had a solid year with Phil, took a kind of a step back last year. I think you'll see him get back in the swing of things with, with a guy like Matt Ryan at QB. So really excited about that. Then you look at the free agent signings, really only one so far as we sit here on Monday, I think the 22nd, and that's cornerback Brandon Faison from Las Vegas. He's been with Gus Bradley in Vegas and LA with the Chargers or San Diego, whatever. Uh, he's been with them for a while. He knows the system. Uh, I think he's a, a buy low, a low risk, high reward guy. You're buying low. Again, 3.5 mil for one year. It's kind of a prove it deal. Uh, I think you'll see the Colts probably sign another corner or draft a corner just to have more competition because right now you've got Faison, you've got you got Isaiah Rogers, and you've also got Kenny Moore. I think you, you clearly have to add, add depth to that room. I think you'll see another vet sign, and I expect them to draft a young cornerback as well to add depth to that room. So now we get to the big moves, and the big moves are these. Uh, we obviously traded Carson Wentz, uh, and we got, what, a second-round pick, which is the Redskins' second round, which is five spots up. They got our second round, which is five spots back, and then a third round pick that can become a, a conditional third that can become a second if he plays 70% of the snaps. Um, and then I think a third round pick this year as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I just I just think that's an outstanding job by Chris Ballard to get those picks for him. Even more outstanding job to get them to take on all the contract. Uh, obviously, that 2020, uh, 2023 pick will probably convert, you know, knock on wood that he stays healthy to a second round pick. So that's a nice deal for the Colts. Uh, you know, obviously the trade itself was not good, but, you know, he, he admitted a mistake. He made the right move in getting rid of him. We all knew it. We talked about it on this show after, you know, the, the debacle in Jacksonville. He was not coming back. And I said they'd swing big and they, and they really wanted Rodgers, but he went back to Green Bay and they liked they liked. Wilson, but they didn't have enough, and with the way things went down, they got they got their guy. They got Matt Ryan, so um, it's going to be an interesting year uh, with the quarterback situation. But just going back to the trades, um, you know, we, we after after we signed Faison for for three point five in the free agent market, we traded Rock Yasin, who was really really good last year for the Colts. Probably, in my opinion, their best corner. I thought he played better than Kenny Moore. Was way more consistent. Uh, to the to the Vegas Raiders for Yannick Ngakwe, who's killed us. Uh, I think this is a great trade for both teams. I think the Raiders make out with a really good corner coming into his zone who had his best year last year. Biggest concern with Rock is just staying on the field. But last year he was great. Uh, and as far as we go as, as an organization, we need pass rush. And, you know, Yannick Ngakwe over the past four years, I believe, is fourth in pressure percentage. 
And like we always say on the show, it's not about sacks, it's about pressure. And pressure busts pipes, pressure creates turnovers, pressure does a lot of things. He does, you know, he gets to the quarterback, strip sacks, all that stuff is great, but pressures create a lot of turnovers. And you know with the, with the guys we have on this defense on all three levels, we can create a ton of turnovers. And a guy like Yannick Ngakwe is going to help that. He's only 26 years old, he's in his prime. Uh, he's on his last year of his deal just like Rock is, so it's kind of a similar situation contract-wise. But I think you'll see the Colts, if, if he starts to play really well, try to, and they might even do this before that, try, try to get him extended because, you know, Yannick is a very good player, great teammate, uh, and really good in the locker room. So I think, and he seems to really want to stay at Indy. So hopefully they can get something done with him where it works for b- both sides. But that remains to be seen. They have not, as of yet, talked about that. But that is something that I would think is an option going forward and something that I would not be unopposed to. So, and then finally, I mean, and and just looking at, let me see, looking at Yannick is basically one year, $13 million. That's not too bad. Uh, I think they'll probably try to extend that out. But Matt Ryan for a third round pick, 82nd pick overall, we keep the higher pick. Um... We're in, we're in a good spot, man. I mean, I, I'm looking at the numbers. I, again, I think they're going to work with these and try to flip them around and do some work with them. But, uh, you know, two years, $50 million, $51 million. That's 10th amongst, amongst quarterbacks. You know, it you could be more, it could be less. I, I think it's a good deal for the Colts. Uh, they'll be able to work with that. And I think, you know, the cap guys will, will definitely, you know, do some work and try to, to restructure. Matt Ryan wants to keep playing. This isn't a guy that's coming in and playing one year. He's definitely going to be an Indy for two years, barring him falling off a cliff and knock on wood that doesn't happen uh, and staying healthy and all that. Uh, I think he wants to play for more than two years. And I think the Colts, if he continues to play well, will want him for more than two years. So um, I love the pickup of Matt Ryan. If you followed me or Destin or Rashad, uh, you guys know uh, basically, it was Jimmy G and Mariota until the Deshaun to Atlanta crap started. And once that started, Chris Ballard picked up the phone and said, listen, we would love to have Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. And that's when that, that, that all that talk all started. And then when Deshaun decided to go against his hometown team and all that other stuff that goes with growing up there and being a ball boy for the Falcons, which uh, you know I thought maybe he would go there. He pulls out of that, signs with the Browns, and the writing was on the wall. You know, Matt wanted a new situation. He wanted a chance to win. Obviously, the Falcons are in rebuilding mode, and the Colts got it done. And and I'm just going to tell you guys, I think this is going to be a match made in heaven, and I'll tell you why. This guy is the antithesis of what we saw last year out of our quarterback. This guy's a leader. He's demanding. He's very similar to Rivers in that way. He's about preparation. He will, you will never see him unprepared, ever. He's prepared for every game. He knows all the he knows all the looks. He knows all that stuff. Yes, he he's not super mobile, but he's much more mobile than Phil was, and he's got a stronger arm. Uh, I think Reich is going to get the most out of him. I think he's going to flourish. I think he's going to have a great year. I think Colts are going to be in you know may win the division. Will definitely be competitive for it. I think he's going to have a huge year for the Colts. Uh, I see a lot of people sleeping on him and saying he's washed. The same crap we read about Phillip Rivers. It's absolutely not true. He played behind a train wreck offensive line last year in Atlanta. I have no doubt he's going to bounce back this year at Indy. 
all the stuff we saw with Phil, you know, getting us under the right protections, calling out blitzes and all that, he's going to do all the same things. It's going to win us games because last year you didn't see that. We went up to the line of scrimmage and most of the time he just, he did whatever. And and usually it wasn't the right thing. Uh, you won't see any more left-handed shovel passes or completely mind-numbingly stupid turnovers um, or eight-game streaks where he doesn't throw for more than 250 yards. Matt Ryan's a legit passer. He's going to stretch the field with his arm. He's going to check the ball down when nothing's there. He's very cerebral. He's very smart. And most of all, he's very accurate. And that's the biggest difference between Wentz and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is accurate, and he's also not afraid to get in guys' faces, which I love. I like. He, he reminds me in a lot of ways of Peyton. He's not as good. I'm not saying he's going to do what Peyton did, but I mean he he is an ultimate. He demands he demands the best out of players. Demands the best out of himself. He's going to work his ass off, and there's no question about that. And I think and he's going to fall in love with him, just like they did with Philip Rivers. He's a he's a tough guy. He'll stand in there. He'll stare down a blitz. He'll make the throws he has to make. You know, check down. Naheem Hines is going to, you know, be welcomed back to the team this year, and we'll get to see him play again. I think we obviously need to add some playmakers and all that. But, man, you add Yannick and you add Matt Ryan. Those are two of the most important positions on a football team. Obviously, left tackle is still a question mark, but I really think Pryor could be the guy there. I think he's young enough where he's still growing, and I think you might have something there. But even if you don't, you draft a guy or sign a guy to back him up, and you go from there. But as far as Matt Ryan goes, I couldn't be more happy uh, just going through a little bit of his tape from last year. I don't think he played nearly as bad as people made it out. He did not have any skilled players, which I know sounds familiar to Carson Wentz stands, but he really didn't, and he had no offensive line and no defense. I mean, they were bad. The Falcons were a bad team. The Colts are a good team. They just needed a quarterback. They need to add some pieces. They're doing that. Um, and so I feel a lot better now than I did before. And the Colts are lucky in a way because they play in a, in a division where the quarterback play is, you know, Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, and Davis Mills. You know, two of those guys are young. Ryan Tannehill's kind of your middle of the pack guy. I think Matt Ryan certainly has the, the, the ability and the likelihood to be the best of the bunch. That's my opinion. Um, I think it's going to be a two-team race, and we're lucky we're not in, in the AFC uh, North or the AFC West because those two divisions are going to be gauntlets. I think the best way for the Colts to get to the playoffs is to win the division, get a home game, and then all bets are off. Anything can happen. Uh, Matt Ryan's certainly capable of making a playoff run against anybody. He can, you know, he can play with the best of them, and uh, I think we're going to see that this year. We saw that uh, with Rivers. You know, he played a lot of really good football for us, and I think you're going to see that with Matt Ryan. He's going to have a full OTA season, full training camp, full all that stuff. The same, you know, the things that Phil didn't get, Matt Ryan's going to get, and I think he's going to flourish because of it. I think he's going to really, really help his teammates. I think they're going to gravitate towards him, and I think he's going to be an outstanding pickup for this team, not just for this year, but for next year as well to build around for the next couple of years because this team is certainly in a window where they can make a run. Are they going to be good enough? Who knows? That's why they play the games. All I know is it's been eight years since we won the division, and that's too damn long, and that's where I want to start. You can't get to the playoffs, in my opinion, or make any noise in the playoffs unless you get to the playoffs. Getting to the playoffs this year 
is going through the AFC South and winning it for the first time since 2014. That's my stated goal right now. I want to win this division. We have the players to do it. No excuses. Let's get it done. we got the quarterback. Uh, I think you're going to see them make some more moves. Um, and we'll see what happens. But I'm really happy with where we're at. As far as the quarterback goes, I think you couldn't have asked for a better outcome. And I think that you know we're in a good spot right now. So what do we do now? Well, we've got money left over. I think you're going to see... You know, I've talked about this with a few people. I think you're going to see some contracts restructured, whether that's Buckner or some other guys, Grover, um, you know, to, to, to give us some flexibility with money um, and, and see what happens. Because I do think there's players out there, whether that's Jarvis Landry or, or Scanling from, uh, from Green Bay or Julio Jones or whoever, just throwing names out, um, you know, you're going to have to pay those guys. So... Um, for me, big, the bigger issues, I think I want to get a, a vet tight end in here. Uh, I don't know who that is. Maybe Jared Cook or maybe Hayden Hurst or somebody like that that's got experience that can help Granson along, that can go with, uh, with, with Mo. I think we need that third veteran guy. I don't really want to go with another young guy. Um, so I'm hoping maybe we sign a, a vet for a year. That'll really help us uh, get to next year and then maybe go tight end next year. But we'll see. Um, you know, just as far as what I'm hearing right now, I know we've been talking to to, to, Ram, to, to the Honey Badger. I know we're one of the teams interested. I know we've talked to him. Um, and we certainly need safety help on this team because this, this defense plays a lot of three safeties, and right now we have one healthy one. Uh, obviously Blackman's coming off a major injury and we don't know when he'll be ready or if he's going to be 100%. So you need a you need a backup plan. Odom has signed with San Francisco, so he's not a viable option and neither is Andrew Zendejo. He's an unrestricted free agent. I doubt he'll be back. So Matthew is a guy that, you know, can do it all. He can cover, he can run, he can hit, he can do everything you want a, a guy to do. The question is how much is he going to cost and are the Colts willing to pay that cost? So here's my thoughts on it. Yes, they're interested. Yes, they're talking to him. But at the end of the day, is Chris Ballard going to pull the trigger on this guy? I don't know, but if you put a gun to my head and ask me, do I think he signs with the Colts, I'm going to say no. I think they go probably, you know, maybe a tier below him or two maybe and sign somebody that's cheaper that can do a lot of the same things but maybe isn't the overall player that he is. Um, I, I just think that's the way they go. I think they certainly still need to get another corner. Um, you know, maybe you look at a guy like Peterson or somebody like that that's a vet that can you, you can kind of put out there. Um, I don't know. Because um, all my time recently has just been talking about the quarterback situation following that. Um, I know Zach Pascal signed with the Eagles, and I love Zach, and I wish him nothing but the best. He's one of the my favorite Colts, uh, somebody that came from nothing, meaning, you know, he basically came out of nowhere, undrafted free agent, made a name for himself, worked his ass off, and now he's, you know, not only, he not only was a great success story in Indianapolis, but now he's going to Philly with Sirianni, and I think he's going to do well there, and I think that fan base is going to love him. Uh, and then you got Glow, who's who's going to New York, and uh, I think they're going to love him there too. He's a real physical player and a really, really solid player. I think that that he's going to help their their offensive line woes a lot. Um, and just as far as the Colts go, I wouldn't be surprised to see them sign like a lesser left tackle um, or, you know, maybe a, a second-tier wide receiver 
Um, I don't think they're going to break the bank for anybody because they still have to pay Quentin Nelson, and that's going to cost a ton. And I know Ballard has that in the back of his mind. But they certainly need to explore op- options at the wide receiver spot so they're not putting a rookie in a position where he's got to be the second guy because I, re- I truly believe pick 42 is going to be a speed receiver, somebody that can stretch the field. So if you get a guy like Jones in here or a guy like Scanling or a guy like um, you know Jarvis Landry, whoever, OBJ, although I think that's a pipe dream, um, you're going to need a, you know, you need that veteran guy out there on the opposite side of, of Pittman to take some pressure off of him. We don't need, uh, you know, Julio or those guys to be number one receivers. They just have to take the pressure off and be productive. And I think they can do that. I think they'll be, I hopefully will sign, you know, a guy like that. Um, just because I think it would really, really help, um, Pittman, not only, you know, just having that guy there, but having that guy's intelligence you remember we've got Reggie Wayne now as our wide receiver coach so I think having that much football in one room is not going to do nothing but help uh Pitt get better so um and you look at a guy like Paris Campbell you know can he stay healthy so I I just think you want to make sure you've got enough weaponry on offense for for Matt Ryan obviously we've got Naheem and 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 uh Jonathan Taylor those two guys I don't know if there's two running backs I'd take in the league over them for what they do uh, so really excited about some of these moves and I'm excited to see what they do next, but I, I'm cautioning against people just, uh, you know, looking for names because I think that, you know, the value is in the player and whether that player's name is one that you recognize or whether that player's name is not one you recognize. Sometimes the best guys are guys maybe you haven't watched a lot of, you look at Danico Autry, you look at, uh, you know, Pryor, Matt Pryor done a did a hell of a job last year. Um, you know, uh, Mitchell came in in the middle of the year, did a good job. Now he's on the coaching staff. Um, some of the under the radar, you know, signings are really, you know, signings that really helped the football team. So I think that's probably where they go. You know, that's just my gut feeling. I haven't really dug into it too much. Talked about it a little bit with some people. I know they're working on restructuring and trying to open up as much cap as they can because they've got moves they have to make. They need to re-sign Quentin, as I mentioned, and if you want to sign these other guys, you're going to have to have the money to do that, and the only way you can do it is to restructure. So um, that's where we're at, you know. That's where we're at. We certainly have. We still have a lot of positions to look at. Um, just, you know, like I said, just going over the – you know, just a possible free agent addition that I don't know if I've mentioned, Chris Reed would be a great guy to have back, even if you decide you want to start Danny Penter uh, at, at guard this year because of the way he's played. I still think having a guy like Chris Reed as a backup to either Quentin or, God for, you know, or Quentin or if Penter gets hurt, you can slide him over. Um, you've got to have that option. And I think Chris Reed is a pro a guy that did a really good job when he was here, and I really hope the Colts look at re-signing him because I think when you have seven or eight really good linemen, you've got a good you've got a good room, and the Colts really had that last year, and I want to see them keep that up this year. I thought two years ago with with Rivers, they really didn't do a good job with that. I mean, Chaz Green, LaRaven Clark, uh, not a lot of uh, quality depth there. So hopefully Ballard will focus on quality depth along with 
you know, making sure that the front line is shored up. So uh, I like what the Colts are doing. I think you're going to continue, continue to see them make moves. And, you know, I feel, I'll say this, guys, I feel a hell of a lot better than I did two weeks ago. I really do. Um, you know, I was, I had resigned myself to, to Jimmy G with the bum arm or Marcus Mariota. Uh, and for the record, I, I know that people reported this. The Colts are never in on Baker Mayfield. They didn't just get rid of, you know, supersized Baker Mayfield to get midget Baker. They didn't just get rid of, let me say, i say that again. They didn't get rid of supersized Baker Mayfield to get midget Baker Mayfield. They, they're not going down that road again. They wanted a leader. They wanted a guy to be there for OTAs. They got their guy. That guy's Matt Ryan. That guy's going to be really good. He's going to help us win a lot of games. That's not going to, the pressure that, that it's going to take off of Jonathan Taylor and this offensive line is going to be immense. And I'm excited, man. I'm pumped for this season. This, this team can win the division. We've got a quarterback that's done it before. He's played in big games. He's not going to be shook by playing against big-name quarterbacks or good defenses. So I feel good about it. You know, just watching some of the film, man, he can still play. He can still sling it around. Um, strong arm, a lot stronger than Phil's was, and he can still move a little bit. And by that, I don't mean like he's going to go out Lamar Jackson style and run for 100 yards. But what I mean is he's agile in the pocket, kind of like Tom Brady. He can move around and buy time. And that's all you really want in a, in a quarterback like him, a pocket passer. So... Listen, a lot of great moves. Everybody was impatient. Um, the, the Ngakwe thing, great sign, great trade by by Ballard. I think it's a win-win for Vegas and the Colts. And then this this thing with with Ryan is a home run for a third-round pick. So, uh, and not even our higher third-round pick. It's you know. So we're we're good. We are good, and uh, we'll see what happens. But. I just want to jump on to kind of let you guys know what my feelings are. I'm sure there'll be a lot of signings and movement in the next couple of weeks, but I just wanted to give you my overall general thoughts on where we stand right now. And so that's how I feel, and that's where we're at. So until next time, guys, I appreciate you listening. I'm not positive where this is going to be uploaded at. I'm hoping it'll be uploaded on For the Culture, but if it's not, I'll, I'll upload it on my own, and uh, I'll make sure to link it to you as soon as I can. Uh, I apologize if the mic is bad. I got a new mic. It sucks. It's even worse than just what I'm doing now. So I didn't use it. It's too much static or whatever. So I'm just going with what I have. Uh, just turn your, just, just turn the sound up, man. That's all I can tell you. But with that, I'm going to wrap this up. I'll be back soon with another update, hopefully on some signings and, and rumblings that I'm hearing. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back soon here on Culture Uncut. You are listening to Culture Uncut. First of all, I know the Colts were very interested in Jalen Phillips, and they had him matched with Quiddy Pay for most of the draft all season. But once the Colts did their due diligence on him and his background, he was off the Colts board. So it was Quiddy Pay or nothing at that point. With the 21st pick, 2021 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Quiddy Pay, defensive end, Michigan. He got a home run hitter in the backfield, and it only takes one handoff to change the game. He gave it to him, and the rest is history 67 yards later, and that's it. That's all she wrote. Hands off to Taylor. Taylor, big run!